the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T dot com. Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Well, happy Sunday and good afternoon to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as, as usual, I like to really thank you all for recommending the show to your friends and family. And, and I really do appreciate that. And so thank you again for that. Well, today I thought we would revisit some shows that I've done maybe years ago because I've seen a lot of it turning up and I see it in my office a lot. And so the title of this particular show is, I Really Screwed Up. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm sure you can relate to that. I can relate to it as I wrote it. And so I want you to think about this. When, When God did this whole venture with the humans, right, what he did was lock us in time for a reason. He wanted to give us time to change, to correct things to really, truly become who he intended for us to be. So he knew that that would require time. It would take time. So when, when we think about why I really messed up, not just a little bit, but maybe I messed up a lot. Maybe I shocked myself and not in a good way. I don't know how to move forward from it. Or maybe I don't even know if I can or want to or I'll be allowed to move forward. Maybe I did the unforgivable, and I thought to myself, I kind of want to die because of it. I can't live with it. How can I ever get over it, right? Well, let's talk about what to do when you let yourself down, when you actually shocked yourself, and I don't mean in a good way. So now you're walking around kind of shell-shocked, right? Nothing worse than shocking yourself in a negative way. It's wonderful when we shock ourselves in a good way, but how do we deal with a personal, moral failure. To others, it's probably now conveniently in the, in the past, and they got over it, 
they get over it much easier than we do. And I would love to be able to undo and redo all kinds of things that I've done. Unfortunately, whatever it is, whatever I have now done is now in the past. I can't go back and undo it. So how do I move forward? Well, how do I forgive myself is one of the biggest questions. How do I receive forgiveness from others or deal with unwillingness of maybe people or myself not being willing to forgive myself? How do I receive forgiveness from others or deal with unwillingness, right? That I'm unwilling to forgive this other person that hurt me. So how do I receive forgiveness from other people? How do I give forgiveness to others, especially if they harmed me in a really terrible way? So we have to deal with the unwillingness to be forgiven by others, and we have to deal with the unwillingness that we may feel to not forgive someone or not forgive ourselves. So guilt and shame are like termites in your mind. I'm telling you, it just... They just eat away, eat away, eat away, eat away. And then half of your brain is trying to do the day you're in, and the other part of your brain is just furious with yourself, overdoing the thinking of I shoulda, coulda, woulda, if only then. And so how do I move forward? How do I forgive myself? How do I even receive forgiveness from others? See, that in and of itself can be mortifying, even though it's necessary and very healthy. It's embarrassing. How do I deal with the unwillingness to be forgiven by somebody? And so this is what we want to think about. Termites, they just eat away at your own worth, your own value, your self-esteem. It's like those thoughts that as you're driving, you know, maybe to work, you start to think about, man, I can't believe I did that. I wonder who they're going to tell, how many people are going to find out. Maybe they'll never talk to me again. And it just eats away at your self-worth and your value, and your self-esteem. And so only the most repentant and truly changed are willing to attempt to come back. Now, that's a huge endeavor, and I always encourage people to come back. I say to them, as long as you're down here on earth, make it a comeback. Come back. Don't let that, that, that incident or that year of your life or whatever it is you did or could have, should have, would have, you know, you didn't do it or whatever it was, I want you to let God give you that comeback. And so one of the most repentant and truly changed people are willing to attempt a comeback. However, think about this. Don't we love comebacks? Don't you love it when someone comes back? You're like, wow, I didn't think they'd ever come back. They really messed up. Think about all the people in the media, sports figures, teachers, politicians. Have we forgiven them? A lot of them we have. (laughs) So we love comebacks, and God loves a comeback. So if we're willing to humble ourselves enough and, uh, and to attempt it, God will honor it. And this is what he says in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. He says, come now, let's settle this. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them white as wool. To those who have forgiven me, the past is the past. See, it only comes to the present and affects my future if I resurrect it. Now, if I haven't healed from it, 
if I haven't resolved it, then it's going to be with me all the time. And so the, this really ensures that I don't repeat my own folly if I will learn from it. See, you've heard the quote, you know, a fool always returns to his folly. Actually, in the Bible, it says a fool always returns to his, a dog returns to his vomit. That's, the, that's what the Bible is talking about. That they, a fool keeps coming back to the grossest thing that they've done and waller in it. So fools don't learn from their mistakes. And refusing to forgive yourself is foolish. Because if you don't forgive yourself, you will never be free. And you won't be able to overcome whatever it was that you can't face. And it will start to affect all the people in your life as well. And it will affect all your decision making. And so we have to learn that folly is the original sin. Adam and Eve did this. And I always say to myself, to clients, well, if Eve wouldn't have done it, I probably would. So I'm not going to hold anything against her. (laughs) I'm just going to try to learn from her. So what I want you to think about is be your own greatest comeback. Don't you love comebacks? I mean, we have so many people that have come back, and we revere them no matter what they've done. And so this is what I want you to think about. You need to humbly apologize, make no excuses, and accept and validate the effect it has had on others. If this is the only thing you get from this show today, you will be amazing. Because this is the hardest thing, is that we, when we make amends in whatever way possible to the ones that, that your failure has affected, and, the, and you truly love them, then what you are showing them is if I can move forward and accept your forgiveness... That in and of itself is a huge win. Now, if there are those who cannot or will not forgive and they won't move forward with you, okay, you try to correct, you try to fix, you try to make amends, you try to repent, well, you need to forgive them and you need to resist being offended because that will cause you to go right back to the problem that started all of this. So you make sure that you accept their feelings and you don't walk away with offense. See, they didn't ask for or create the mistake that you made and how it affects their lives. So they may not want to move forward with you. Therefore, you must be graciously able to forgive them and remembering that you, yourself, put them in this position. So it doesn't make it okay It just may be a fact. So the more you can look at the facts of your mistakes and commit to learning from them, this helps you become a truly safe person. Not a perfect person, but a very safe person. See, I do this every day in my office. I am not perfect, and I have made mistakes with clients. But you know the one thing they always know? I will always take responsibility for it. I won't blame them. I won't blame anybody else. I will take responsibility for it. I will make sure that I know how to fix it so that they don't have to remember it anymore, that it's fixed. And this is important because, see, the enemy of our souls and, and, and others want to think the past is still available to alter and change. This is very important to recognize. The past is always the past. It cannot move forward 
unless we repeat it. So we have to make sure that even if others will not get past whatever it is that we did or didn't do, that is not supposed to change me into being someone that is angry, offended, um, feeling slighted. I can't control how somebody deals with the hurt that I gave them. That's up to them. I can only deal with what I'm going to do because of it. So the more that you can look at the facts of your mistakes and commit to learning from them, this helps you become a truly safe person. This helps you become a mistake-making person that everybody wants to be around. That doesn't mean that I don't confront people that I'm with or that I know or that I work with. It doesn't mean that I just tolerate bad behavior. It means that I want to give people a chance to fix it. If they'll fix it, I love it. I'm glad they'll fix it. And this is very important. You see, the enemy of our souls, as well as ourselves and others, want to think the past is still available. And when we talk about that, it's like, why are we going back to dead things? Now, if I'm going back to a dead thing to learn from it, that's a different story. So thank you for joining me today. This is Conversations with Cynthia. Make sure you keep uh, listening, and we'll have the next segment as soon as we can. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and thank you for tuning in. If you're just now tuning in, you can always go to your favorite podcast servers, and you can listen to the show in its entirety. So we are talking today about this idea that, wow, what happens when we really screw up? When we really mess up, what do we do? How do we handle it? And so I want you to understand that I don't like messing up. I'm sure you don't either. I don't like to shock myself in a bad way. You know, I I don't know how always to move forward if I have messed up. And so I can kind of scare myself in some ways where I think, gosh, I don't even know if I can trust myself. I can't believe I did that. So what we want to think about is the reason that God would lock us in time is to give us time to fix things and to not have to just waller in whatever the mistake was. It's kind of like, you know, the person that, you know, the little kid that, that's taking their first step and they trip and their parents go, well, I guess he's not a walker, right? <laughs> it's like, wow, it takes a while to learn how to walk. So what we want to think about is how much God loves a comeback. He loves us to come back. And so I want you to think about what he says here in Isaiah. And this says, come now, let's settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them as white as wool. That's God saying to us, I know you can't go back into the past and and fix things. You can't undo it. I wish you could undo it. But what I can do is make it white as snow so I can make it as if it didn't ever happen. So to those who have forgiven me, the past is the past. It only comes to the present and affects my future if I resurrect it. So this is important. The greatest failure and the saddest defeat is someone that does not learn from their mistakes and keeps repeating them because maybe they can't get over the guilt, the shame, the unforgiveness, whatever it is. 
See, this only ensures that I'll repeat my folly. You've heard, quote-unquote, a fool always returns, repeats his folly. And this is because fools do not learn from their mistakes. So refusing to forgive yourself and learn is a great folly. And this is why if we can learn to forgive ourselves, then we are undoing that original sin. See, imagine if Adam and Eve were so embarrassed about what they did. They ran away from God, never came back, and didn't talk to him ever again. That would be stupid. So this is what I want you to think about. Be your own greatest comeback. And I've been working on this for many, many years. And I can tell you it helps tremendously. I do not like messing up. <laughs> I mean, I really don't. I, I have struggled with perfectionism earlier in my life. I still can fall into it sometimes. And so I've had to really work at saying, I can come back from this. Now, I need to be humble. I apologize. I don't make excuses. I accept and validate the effect that it has on others. I make amends in whatever way possible to, to, you know, the ones that I have failed and affected. And I truly do this through love by moving forward. So I don't keep bringing it up. So if there are those of you who cannot or will not forgive and won't move forward with yourself as you correct and fix and repent and amend, okay, then you're going to need to do some real soul searching and say, if I don't learn to forgive me, I can't forgive others. So if there are people that won't forgive and they will not let you learn and relearn and fix things, then you may not be able to move forward with them. So you graciously forgive them and you remember that you yourself put them in this position. Now, it doesn't make it okay. It just may be a fact. The more you look at the facts of your mistakes and commit to learning from it helps you in becoming a truly safe person. See, only strong, valiant, honest people can actually say out loud, I did that. I did that. I, if you want some explanation, I can give it to you, but there shouldn't be an explanation for what I just did or what I just said. And I own it, and it's mine. And I'm going to learn from it and not ever do it again. See, that's a safe person. That's a valiant person. Now, the enemy of our souls, as well as ourselves and others, we want to think the past is still available to alter and change. I mean, that's, that's an, our imagination. We can't go back in the past, just like we can't move forward in the future any faster than the future is coming to get us. So if you continue to act as if the past is still present and available— you will keep the past alive and continue doing what should have died, what you should have gotten over. See, get over it. Get on with it. Take responsibility for it. This fixes it as best as it can be fixed. So be a hero that learns, that becomes better and stronger because of their mistakes. Don't be the person whose ego is so fragile they can't get over themselves and they are then no good for anyone else. Furthermore, they put everyone else in a position to assuage their fragile ego to help them get over their mistake. See, this keeps everyone in the past, which is dead and should be allowed to be buried and not unearthed time and time again. The only time we cannot bury something is if we haven't learned. 
See, this means the lesson has not been learned, and therefore you're locked in time, you can't move forward, and you can't do your own best future. You also cripple others moving forward because they love you and they would love to move forward with you. But if you can't get over you and you can't put that in the, in the past, then you put your friends and family co-workers in a quandary of having to decide to stay with you in your past or leave you in your past to pursue their future. We all have a past. We all have a future, unless we're physically dead, right? So don't let your past impact your future in a negative manner. Keep moving forward with the future and don't disrespect the future by lamenting the past. Do what you need to do to wrap up the past, the current moment you're in, so you're not being held back. Do not let the past hold you back from participating and honoring the present and the future yet to come. Just remember the past is black for a reason. It is what makes the future so bright and the white all more vibrant. So let today be fully and completely finished. It's really helpful to finish the day. This is one of the greatest gifts that God has given us, is that there always comes the next day. And this is how you get to bring the best version of you to the present and into the future. Letting God be God, letting him be true to his word, which days he can cause all things to work together for good, and and he calls us all to show up, right? So he's very, very helpful in helping us continue to move forward so we don't get stuck in the past and lamenting the past. You see, God is really over it. He got over it the day you were born. (laughs) I mean, he saw all the way into your future, every mistake you could possibly make. And he got over it. And he moved forward. He has a magnificent future that he doesn't want you to miss out on. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about, wow, what do I do when I really screwed up? Well, welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you for joining me today. And also, I really appreciate that you send the show to your friends and encourage them to listen to it as well. And so today, we are talking about this experience that we've all had that I've really screwed up. And I got to tell you, I hate it. I, I do not like making mistakes. I do not like having to fix them. And I'm really, wow, I get very sad if I can't fix them, if someone won't let me fix the mistake. So we're talking today about this idea of, wow, I really screwed up. What do I do about that? How do I handle that? How do I, how do I handle messing up? How do I handle shocking myself and not in a good way? And what happens is for a majority of people, they just kind of stop. And that's kind of where their life stops. They're still alive, but they're not moving forward. They can't get over themselves. And, you know, this is a really important process to do. I need to get over myself because I don't always do the right thing. And I make mistakes and I mess up. And if I can't get over it, 
then I am now truly stuck in my past. Because life keeps going. It's not stopping for me. So I want you to think about this. This is a great Bible verse that I love. And this is from the New Living Translation. And this is what the Lord says. He says, come now, let's settle this. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them as white as wool. To those who have forgiven me, see, this is what I say to myself, to those people that have forgiven me, I'm going to truly let the past be the past. Now, I don't know if you've experienced this, but you might have a friend and, and they, they really let you down. You forgave them. You guys have moved forward, but they still talk about it. They still keep bringing it up. And you, you keep saying to them, why do we have to keep talking about this? I'm over it. <laughs> I forgave you. I don't care. We're fine. And see, this means that if you can't get over your past, then then the greatest failure will be the saddest defeat and not because of anything anyone has done, but because you cannot forgive you. See, I will end up repeating what I've done or repeating it even in a worse way or finding a new way to mess up because I'm so filled with guilt and shame and unforgiveness of myself. So you've heard the saying, a fool always returns or repeats his folly. Actually, in the Bible, it says a fool always returns to his vomit. And so I'm wanting you to be your own greatest comeback. I want you to humbly apologize. Don't make excuses. And accept and validate the effect it's had on others. And make amends in whatever possible ways you can about whatever the failure that you have done has affected them. But keep moving forward. If there are those who cannot or will not forgive you, you still need to move forward because you are still going to be correcting and fixing and repenting and amending what you did. You need to forgive them. Resist being offended because if you don't, you will end up repeating your own folly or theirs. So you want to be gracious about forgiving them and remembering that you yourself put them in that position doesn't make it okay. It just may be a fact. And the more that you look at the facts of your mistakes and commit to learning from it, it's going to help you become a truly safe person. See, the enemy of our souls and ourselves and others want to think the past is still somehow available to alter and change. The past is truly dead. It's not available to us anymore, only in our memories. You can't go back into the grave and revive someone. If you continue to act as if the past is still present and available, you will keep the past alive and continue doing what should have died. So get over it. Get on with it. Take responsibility for it. This fixes it as best as probably it can be fixed. So be a hero to your friends and family. A hero learns. A hero becomes better and stronger because of their mistakes and their follies. So don't be the person whose ego is so fragile that you can't get over yourself, and you'll be no good for anyone else. So furthermore, this puts everyone else in a position to assuage their fragile ego and to help them get over their mistakes. That's not a relationship with another adult. That's a relationship with a child or a teenager. See, this keeps everyone in the past. The past is dead and should be allowed to be buried. So the only time we cannot bury something is if we haven't learned. 
and that means the lesson has not been learned. Therefore, you're locked in time and can't move forward to be the best version of you. And you also might cripple others in moving forward because they love you and they would love to move forward with you. But if you can't get over it, you, you are putting them in a quandary of having to decide to stay with you in your past or leave you in the past to pursue their future. So we all have a past. We all have a future. So I want you to think about this. And in the next segment, we'll talk more about how the past can impact your future in a negative way, but also in a positive way. Welcome back. You're listening to Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you for joining me today. And we are talking about, wow, I really screwed up. Oh, I just hate it when I do that. I really do not like it. But what I have come to find is that the sooner I fix it, the sooner I accept it, the sooner I forgive myself for it, the healthier that I am, the more flexible I am, the less insecure I am. So making peace with you allows you to be at peace with others and to tolerate their distress or reticence to forgiving you if you've messed up. See, I know I have felt like I wanted to just unzip myself and get out. I didn't want to be me. I didn't want to continue to be me. And I still had to show up and do me. And, you know, the only one that really can mess up in the way that I can is me. And so I need to be very careful. I need to do what I can do in my own way. And my mistakes are unique to me. Now, there's some similarities, yes. But this is what you want to remind yourself. God has always put into the heavenly bank accounts love and peace and forgiveness for you. Everything you need to be restored, everything you need to have your self-worth back, God has provided everything you need to move forward with confidence and grace certainty and forgiveness. So please don't add to your failure and and fail to receive the grace and forgiveness and mercy that God has for you and others have for you. Don't get locked up so concerned with yourself that people can't enjoy who you are as you are becoming the best version of you. So if this has helped you, I want you to encourage you to give it to, you know, to let people know about this show, because this is one of the most important things that I really work with clients about. You know, it's that idea of, you know, help, I've fallen and I can't get up, right? (laughs) So I want you to to hear this little story that I'm going to tell you because it's really helped me. And I was watching Saturday Night Live this one night, which is very rare for me because I don't typically watch it. But the reason I stopped, you know, and started to watch it was because I saw this big, like, it was in the Roman times, and it was the centurions, and and there was this guy that was carrying this cross down, you know, between all of the different seats, and people were looking at him and throwing stuff at him and laughing at him, you know, and the camera panned to Arnold Schwarzenegger sitting in in the seats as well. And he sees the woman next to him crying, and he turns to her and says, don't worry, he'll be back, right? (laughs) And so I thought, my goodness, Saturday Night Live, without even realizing it, gave the message of the Lord that spoke what God's heart is about. He says, don't worry, I'll be back, and I'm helping you come back. So when we think about this idea of help, I've fallen, and I can't get up, well, 
maybe you're there. Maybe you screwed up so many times you don't feel like there's a reason to keep getting up. Or I can get up, but maybe I keep falling. Or I always fall again. And so what does it matter? So maybe I just don't want to get up anymore. Maybe I've just kind of lost faith in myself. So now I feel like I don't deserve help. Well, all of that is a lie. It's a lie. Everybody loves a comeback. Think of the people that have been cheered as they are walking out of the penitentiary because they did their time. See, this is a fascinating thing about humans. We are wonderfully resilient, and we very much stumble over our our own feet. And so how do we recover from a moral failing? Well, how do you forgive yourself? Have others forgiven you? See, the most difficult person to forgive is ourself. I don't like shocking myself in a bad way. I like to shock myself because I've done something great. And so this is embarrassing. And I want you to think about, can you get over yourself? Will you allow yourself to become better because of the mistake? Why are you wasting all your time and energy covering it up and hoping no one finds out? Now, I'm not saying that you go like, you know, testify to your latest sin. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about shame and letting shame affect your reasoning. See, it's easier to forgive people that are already sorrowful than to try to forgive people that will not take responsibility for the mistake and whatever subsequent chaos or damage or financial hardship comes with it. And so this beautiful verse in Ecclesiastes chapter 410, this is what it says. Pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Think about that. Pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Well, why would that happen to someone? Maybe they're arrogant. Maybe they're a liar and they don't want anyone to know what they've done and that they even need help. And so they push people away and they lock themselves, you know, inside themselves, hoping that nobody knows that they're not perfect. And so if we look at Luke chapter 8, verse 17, it says, For all that is secret will eventually be brought into the open, and everything that is concealed will be brought to light and made known to all. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's scary. So I want to ask you, do you have a moral code? And so are you aware if you're off track? Do you have friends or family that try to redirect you back on track? Or do you just feel entitled and justify to yourself why you're allowed to do something stupid, hurtful, dangerous, or risky, or expensive, and that people should just get over it? See, are you one of those people who fall and just decide that maybe I'm not a walker, right? So you just give up too easy. You let go of your dreams. You relegate yourself to below average. And this way, you don't have to take a risk again and let yourself down. So you lower the expectations, thinking that you will have less embarrassment and hurt, when actually you're putting yourself in a category of people that we have no expectations of. Why bother? They don't seem to, you know, rise to the occasion, so we don't expect anything of them. So are you the person that wants to lower expectations so that you don't make mistakes, So you don't aspire to great things. You don't invest in yourself. You don't try to be the best version of yourself. You would rather be below average than to face defeat or making a mistake. You deserve another chance. You deserve forgiveness. You only get one life. Don't waste it because you can't get over your own mistakes. There's a great Bible verse that says there is nothing new under the sun. (laughs) Well, what that means is that none of our mistakes are necessarily original. 
they're only original twice, right? When I make it or if somebody else makes it, but mostly when I make it. So, the, so this is common to all people. What will be considered original? This is what will be considered original. How you decide to pick yourself up and learn from your mistake and encourage people what not to do. See, I want to be a wise person and learn from others' mistakes instead of having to make all the mistakes myself in order to learn. This is a process, and it is not comfortable. So what does this actually mean to us? Well, don't we all love a great comeback? It's so inspiring to see someone overcome adversity, to see how creative they can be in undoing and redoing their actual goal and who they really want to be with all their ideas. Think of the Wright brothers. I mean, they were laughed and, and scoffed at and rejected, and their willingness to continue to try new things and not be embarrassed by failures is astounding. Okay, so maybe we're not the Wright brothers. Probably we're not Alexander Graham Bell. But our accomplishments, our ability to overcome within the scope of our life is always, always admirable. I, I, would, I would have found it to be so amazing for people to be far more willing to forgive me than I am to forgive myself. I'm amazed that people will so readily forgive me. And I want to be that person that readily forgives them. Now, if I'm willing to fix what I've done in a humble manner, I actually become a hero to them, and they trust me even more. See, this is the paradox of trying and failing and becoming a hero in your failure, depending on how you handle it. Are you going to be your own hero? Are you willing to have a great comeback? I mean, think about this. We really need heroes today. So be your own hero. Surprise yourself how you do, how you fix something, how you handle something correctly. How are you in terms of forgiving yourself, your, your willingness to humble yourself to others and ask for forgiveness? Be the person that people admire because of how you handle your mistakes and your moral failings. If you fall, get up, right? If you fall and end up hurting yourself, then rest and get the help you need to get back up on your feet. Unfortunately, the people who have the weakest egos are the ones who can't get over themselves. And they get mad at everyone else and try to find ways to blame everyone for their mistakes versus owning them, learning from them, and gaining new confidence and new admiration from those around them. I have had many failures in my life. Some have just been because of mismanagement. Some maybe because of laziness. Some because I had, you know, a lot of naivete. And some have just been moral failures that I knew better. And I realized that I was the one having the biggest problem with me. I was the one that was having the hardest time forgiving me. And I had to realize that if God can get over it and move on from who I am, I need to be able to get over it. And I need to be able to move on. So what does this mean truly? Well, we all love a comeback, don't we? We love to watch the greatest comebacks of all time. I was channel surfing one evening and came across a skit from Saturday Night Live. And this is the one that I was referring to earlier on in the show. 
And I actually was starting to get a little offended because it was the scene of Jesus walking, you know, through the town and being mocked by all the people because he's carrying his cross. And I thought to myself, what the heck is Saturday Night Live doing? But I was intrigued, so I continued watching. watching. And this is where, and if you, if you heard the first segment, you'll hear this again. It's, it's astounding to me that Saturday Night Live even did this. They didn't even know what they were doing. So Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Terminator outfit, right? He's seeing all the people around him crying. The women are crying because Jesus is carrying his cross and he's going to be killed. And he says to these women next to him, don't worry, he'll be back. Now, I was amazed. I was moved. I was energized. I was relieved. I mean, I thought this was amazing. And I reminded myself, I can always come back. Now, it may not be as good as I would have liked it to be. There may have been some wreckage and damage that I did ahead of time that possibly, I don't know, it might not be able to be undone. But the greatest comeback is the willingness to be forgiven. The willingness to get over yourself and try again. The people that have a great comeback on their, you know, because they learn from their mistakes and they don't blame others for their mistakes. They just get on with their life. Consider that everybody has only one life. We don't get to do, we don't get do-overs unless we are willing to come back and do our best a second, third, fourth, fifth time. Don't we love to see people rise from the ashes, people to crash, they crash and burn and they come up even better? I want you to be that person. And I'm telling you, I even get inspired just writing this. So remind yourself that you can be the greatest comeback in your own life. There's no restrictions for that. You can continue to try. And these are the people that we admire. These are the people that we want to be like. These are the people that we want as friends. And this is why this is so important. So thank you for listening today at Conversations with Cynthia. We'll join you again. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website at CynthiaHyatt.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please Take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.